Well, howdy there, Internet people. It's Bo again. So today, we are going to talk about the railways. We're going to talk about what's going on there, what Congress and the administration have done and are doing and are expected to do. Um, that's going to be one part of this video. And then we're going to talk about the giant unforced error that has just occurred. Okay, so if you have no idea what's going on, the railway workers, we're going to simplify this because there's a bunch of different unions involved and a bunch of different companies. We're going to keep it simple. The workers and the bosses, okay, they're negotiating a new contract. And negotiations have been running, uh, let's just say, it's been tense. Um, the bosses are not wanting to basically give anything up. In this case, it's not really about money. It's about scheduling. And the way rail companies have been running, and the less than decent way their employees end up being treated, what they're expected to do, how long they're expected to be on call, how they really can't take time off. And, and that's what this is really hinging on. There was a tentative agreement that uh, went to the unions a while back and they voted it down. Okay. So, December 9th is... Uh, the date where the unions might go on strike. So, from the administration's point of view, and the government's point of view in general, if the workers go on strike, it causes roughly a couple billion dollars per day in economic damage to the United States. The U.S. economy can't really take many more stressors. This would be a huge one, especially right before the holidays. So, the government has decided to intervene. Biden kind of told Congress, hey, do something about this. The House passed a bill basically imposing the labor deal that was voted down. Okay, so that's that's being forced upon the industry. There is an additional piece of legislation that gives them seven more sick days uh, a year. Okay, so they didn't do the absolute bare minimum. They did a little bit more. Um, now, from this point, it goes to the Senate, where basically it's up to Bernie. Bernie has to find a way to get this through. The Republican Party, we don't know what they're going to do. If it doesn't go through, the economy suffers and they get to blame Biden. Um, the Republican Party has not uh, demonstrated that it will put the country first. It, it cares more about political power, and if well, people have to suffer for that, well, that's just the way it is. 
Keep in mind, this is the party. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply that lost a whole bunch of its own base because they didn't want them to take basic safety procedures. They didn't want to take basic precautions. They didn't advocate for it. Um, now, the good news is that the reason the Republican Party was willing to lose a large section of its own base was to keep the economy going. So there is a chance that they go along with this. But I would point out that the Democratic Party has put itself in a situation where they are trusting Republicans to do the sensible thing at the moment. I don't know that that's a winning strategy. I don't know that a lot of people have won making that bet. Um, so best case scenario if your concern is the economy, is that Bernie can pull it off and get this through with the additional sick days. That's the best case scenario for the sake of the economy. Now let's talk about the unforced error that has happened. Biden has a pretty strong labor record. And this uh, In this situation, he, he's kind of sided with the bosses, with the railway companies, not the workers. Uh, progressives in the House had to fight to get those seven days. And I understand that's not enough. Um, it, it, it truly damaged his standing there and the Democratic Party standing as a whole with organized labor at a time when support for organized labor is surging. That was a bad move politically. Uh, now let's talk about the moral aspect of this. What happens if all the CEOs of these companies decide to, uh, I don't know, go play golf together for a couple of weeks. Nothing. Nothing. It doesn't cause billions of dollars per day in economic damage to the United States. That happens if the workers don't show up. That alone should have been the deciding factor in where the weight was thrown on which side they chose to be on. Um, and it, it wasn't. The administration and Congress had the ability to stand with the workers. They had a whole bunch of options on the table and they did the absolute bare minimum for the workers. 
Um, I I, th- I think this is going to come back to bite them. The I understand the government's point of view in wanting to avoid that economic devastation. And yeah, they're right. The U.S. really can't take that right now. However, they didn't have to just abandon the unions during this process. They could have gone much further than they did, and they could have stood with the workers to get them a decent standard of living, which is what they're after. This isn't about money here. This is about being able to have a quality of life. And I would suggest if your job is so important, if your industry is so important, that if you don't show up to work, the entire country stops, you probably deserve a decent quality of life. Anyway, it's just a thought. Y'all have a good day.